It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is Locked on Thunder, your only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. There's always ways to get connected to this show. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. Again, on Friday, we had a whole voicemail episode where you guys drove the show, gave me your questions, and we answered them. So you can call in and do that any anytime you want to. The line is always open, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Thunder preseason schedule, the NBA COVID protocols, the key dates for this season, and Roster Projection 2.0 is out at the end of this episode. So much to get to today on the Monday edition of Locked on Thunder. So let's begin with the Thunder preseason schedule. The Thunder will play three games this preseason. Some teams are playing two games, some three, and some four. The Thunder, of course, settle on three games, and it will start December 12th. Now, the NBA preseason will tip off December 11th with a few games happening On December 11th, the Thunder wait until December 12th, and that's when they take on the Spurs with a 6 p.m. tip time at San Antonio. December 16th and 18th, they'll be taking on the Chicago Bulls in Oklahoma City with a tip time of 7 p.m., all times Central Standard Time. And so let's dive into what this means. Let's dive into the notes around the preseason. First off is that it would be really cool for Teo Maldon to experience his first NBA preseason action, his first NBA action period, in San Antonio, on the floor in which Tony Parker made his Hall of Fame career. I think that'd be pretty special, because if you didn't know, Tony Parker has been mentoring Teo Maldon for quite some time now, and he's been vouching for Teo, and he's been really in his corner. And so for Maldon to start his NBA career in San Antonio would be special. I think that that'd be something of a storybook and it could be one of the biggest reasons to watch the preseason is seeing how that all unfolds. Again, he will not be a part of the Thunder, Teo Maldon, until December 8th, most likely. That is when the Al Horford trade will likely go through. And so, can he get up to speed? Can he play on the 12th? Still up in the air right now. But if he can, that would be really cool. I mean, I mean, that would be really, really special for him to play in San Antonio to start his career. 
And so we move on now to playing the Bulls twice. Of course, Billy Donovan will make his return to Oklahoma City on the 16th, just months after becoming the Bulls head coach. Uh, And why is this so important to be playing the Bulls? I think that if you really want to get into the weeds of this, if you really want to get in deep on the basketball nerdy side of things, I think that it's it's somewhat important to play Billy Donovan because I would expect Mark Dagnod's offense and defense and his schematics to look very similar, if not the exact same, to Billy Donovan scheme-wise. The off-the-floor stuff changes. The rotations and the rotational habits change. But schematically, what he's trying to implement, to implement, I would expect to look a lot, like, a lot like Billy Donovan. So to get to see that on both ends of the floor, I think can be really important and really crucial when you're trying to learn on the fly. The most tenured Thunder player on this roster is from 2018. You've had a roster overhaul. So to be able to see what you're trying to do visually on film, no matter who is on offense or who is on defense, is I think very important. It's just a, a, an extra an extra learning tool. That's probably not why they're playing the Bulls twice, but that's what I thought of immediately whenever the schedule came out, was that it could be very impactful. Another note is that Oklahoma City only requested the three games. Obviously, you could have dropped them to two, and you could have gone up to four, so they only wanted the, th- the three. That's pretty interesting to me. I was also surprised that they're only playing one game in Texas, and, and they're only playing one Texas team. I thought all along that the whole idea was to limit travel. The whole idea was to condense everything and to make it safer and things like that. I don't understand why when you have Oklahoma City, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, that in the preseason, they're not all just playing each other. They're not all just intertwined together. That would seem to me like the safest route to go. But on the other hand, if you're going to be playing East versus West in this season anyway, and you're not going conference only, what's the difference? I mean, why not start that dress rehearsal process right now? So I, I can understand why the NBA looks at, looks at it that way. You see a lot of interdivision and inter and interconference play in the preseason. So I understand why you look at this and say, look, we're going to need to travel. You know, between conferences, why not start that right now and get our feet under us and see how that experiment goes before December 22nd. Now, of course, this is only the preseason schedule. The regular season schedule could happen anytime now. I mean, it can happen today. It could happen tomorrow. It can happen anytime. We don't know yet. All we know is that it happens after Thanksgiving. I told you that two weeks ago, and obviously we're now after Thanksgiving, so we're just up in the air in limbo waiting for the full details. If I had to guess, I would say it happens sometime today or early Tuesday morning due to the fact that you're going to start training camp on Tuesday, media days, things like that, to where you'd want to schedule baseline for the first half of the season. I would expect it to happen sometime today, but that's just a guess. That's that's nothing uh, significant. But moving on to the general NBA preseason notes, and I get it, this is very very inside basketball and this is very uh, nerdy stuff, but hey, I, I love it, and I assume that if you're listening to a podcast about basketball every single day, you love it too. So some teams only playing two games is very interesting to me. But maybe the most interesting part of the preseason schedule to me, NBA-wise, is the Raptors only getting one game in Tampa Bay before the regular season. Now, maybe I'm just overthinking this and I'm just worrying too much about nothing, but this is a big project to put an NBA game on where an NBA game's never been played before 
I would think that especially nowadays with what we have to do with protocols and COVID and things like that, you'd want more than one dress rehearsal in a new environment. You'd want to know how things are going to work out more than one time and, and one shot at getting everything right and adjusting and making sure you have that plan in place. Don't really understand why they're only going to get one game in Tampa Bay. That's on December 18th against Miami. I would at least give them two and just figure it out from there and, and make sure you're, you're really prepared for this season. But again, it's the NBA. They've probably thought about all the possible logistics and all the possible um, scenarios and have prepared for everything by now. Uh, they, this was not a spur of the moment thing, but I did think it was interesting that they only going to get that they were only going to get one run through. Of course, you have you know Brooklyn starting and getting, and getting to see Kevin Durant against the Wizards and getting to see Kevin Durant and Kyrie play together for the first time. Uh, all that aside, because I think that we can all understand preseason is very different than the regular season. They'll play together, they'll have fun, but it'll be more. Fun to see them December 22nd, December 25th. But, hey, you know what? you got Kevin Durant. You've got John Wall returning. That will be a pretty decent preseason game December 13th. The Lakers playing four preseason games is very interesting to me that they requested that fourth game. It doesn't really matter because, I mean, of course, you're going to be able to rest LeBron and AD. And it won't actually impact them in terms of putting more stress on their bodies. But I did think that they were going to just have more time off than, than playing four games. You have to obviously condense those four games in between the, the 11th and the 19th. So it was interesting to see that, but again, it does not impact LeBron at all. It's just something that's very quirky to me that you have some teams playing two, but it's not the teams that you would expect to be playing two. And then some teams playing four, but it's not the teams you'd expect to be playing four games. So it's very, very odd. But what is not odd is how great Built Bars are. Built Bars are phenomenal. Built Bars are a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. They are covered in 100% real chocolate on the outside. They are soft and easy to chew. With 100% chocolate on the outside, they do not leave any bad aftertaste. They're not chalky. None of that nonsense that you get with other protein bars. These are great with six brand new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Get you some today. They're great for pre-workout. They're great for post-workout. They're even great as a meal replacement. They're just that good. And if you order, say, cookies and cream, it's going to taste exactly like cookies and cream, which is very important in a protein bar. They're great. They they're truly are. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They are great for the health-conscious person. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. 
See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star Apple podcast review. On today's show, we're going to continue talking about the COVID protocols put in place for the NBA season, but also coming up this week, we have a jam-packed week. Tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about how the Thunder could shock the world again, and also we're going to talk about the impact COVID could have on this NBA season. On Wednesday's show, we will do the top storylines to follow throughout this season for Oklahoma City. On Thursday's show, I want to do a tier list and power ranking of the Western Conference and Eastern Conference and really dive into just how good or bad we expect these teams to be heading into this season. On Friday's show, it's Stockwatch Friday, baby. We're going to be buying and selling stock in Thunder players before the season. Who am I all in on? Who am I all out on? How will I be right or wrong in the upcoming season? And also, we're going to dive into each and every player on the roster and talk about their backstory because I understand a lot of you do not know most of the players on this roster right now, so I want to get you familiar with them before we head into the preseason and the season as a whole. A lot of fun on Lockdown Thunder. Stick around, subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast from, and let's get into the second segment, which we talk about the COVID protocols. So we all knew this was coming. Eventually, the, the NBA had to lay out the protocols for the teams, the players, etc. for COVID. Look, COVID is going to hit the NBA just as it hit every other sport who played outside of a bubble. You're no longer in the bubble environment. You're going to have positive tests. You could have positive tests as early as today as players start reporting to their home market or tomorrow on Tuesday when training camp fully opens. You should prepare yourself for that. It's going to happen. So what protocols are put in place? Number one is that there is no set, there's no set protocol or no set number or no set anything to trigger a canceling of the season. So if they cancel the season or excuse me, suspend the season, either or, then it will not, it's not preset. It'll have to take something that we know in the moment that will take a suspension of the season. Moving forward, what we do know is that the NBA has implemented the anonymous hotline again, and so people can call in anonymously and say, hey, I saw so-and-so doing this or that that is not within the protocols, uh, and, and kind of report these guys who aren't following the rules, because there's a lot at stake here. Not only are there a lot of people who are high risk around the NBA and within the league that you need to protect, you need to stay safe, and not only do you not want anyone to get coronavirus, no matter if they're high risk or not, but also, there's a lot at stake here for these guys financially. The season has to continue. The season has to finish. The season has to do everything it needs to do and play out for these guys to get paid. And that does matter a lot. This is their way of life. This is their, this is their means to live. This is what they do to make a living. Just as though I talk on a podcast to make a living. And you do your job for a living. This is their job. And their job takes everyone doing their part in order to ensure that they're going to start and complete this season so that way they can get paid. Whereas some of our jobs, you rely on one person, you rely on yourself. You got to do your part, you got to do what you need to do, and the rest will fall into place. So there's a lot at stake here. They do need the anonymous hotline. Understand that there was a lot of jokes about this in the bubble. Those jokes have worn off for now about the anonymous hotline, uh, but it's needed. So I appreciate the NBA bringing it back. 
So what happens if there's a positive test? Again, it's inevitable. Someone will test positive, likely this week with the return of training camp, likely this week. What happens? So either A, the player who tests positive has to wait a minimum of 10 days since their first positive test or symptom, or option B, with two negative tests on the PCR COVID test with 24-hour separation. So you've got to get two consecutive negative tests with 24-hour separation uh, to return to to the game before the 10-day minimum, to, to, to return to the league before the 10-day minimum. So in those 10 days, players cannot participate in any exercise training. So after the minimum of 10 days, the player can spend two days working out alone and then will be able to rejoin the team. So basically, if a player gets it, if all goes well for him after he gets COVID, you got to spend the 10 days alone, isolated, quarantine. You've got to spend two days working out on your own. Then you have to get accustomed to the team again and accustomed to playing basketball and getting in basketball shape again. Russell Westbrook said in the bubble after he had COVID that he never felt back to himself physically. And the bubble was a long time for the Houston Rockets. They went to the second round of the postseason. Obviously, he dealt with a quad injury as well, but he mentioned the effects of COVID before. So this can really impact a player's season and the team's season. But the protocols, I think, are very good and very strong. I'm very encouraged with the protocols we had over the weekend. So code positives will happen. It could happen as soon as today as players return to camp. The NBA will eventually deal with what the NFL is dealing with right now, where you have just a multitude of players out, like the Broncos right now, playing with no quarterback on their roster in this game. They have zero quarterbacks available because of COVID. The NBA does need eight players. You need eight players on your roster to continue, to continue to play. If you're at seven players, the the schedule is put on pause. I mean, you, you're just done. You cannot play your game. If you, eight, if you have eight players, no matter who the eight players are, you're good. You're good to go. So that's the only thing we know about, about the protocols for suspending a game, for delaying a game, is the eight-player rule. So that will be interesting to keep up with. Also, the travel parties decrease and things like that uh, in the minutia of things. But basically, that's the outline of the protocols. You can go read the SPN article, the athletic article about them all in depth. But that's what you need to know for the players aspect of it. If they do test positive, how long are they going to be out? How long are they going to be waiting to, to get the results of all of this? And so let's move into the NBA key dates because we had a lot of them. On December 1st, through the 5th, training camp opens with individual workouts only. So it's much like how they did it for the bubble. You, you come into your home market, you get tested, you get ready to go, and then you can work out individually in the facility. Also on the 1st through 5th, you have media week instead of media day. What I am projecting this to be, and I've not gotten confirmation as of, yet, as, as of now when I'm recording this, I've not gotten confirmation. However, I will keep you updated on Twitter, up to date, all the time at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So Media Week, I would project and I would expect to be much like our draft conversations with the prospects. If you followed along with me then, you know that each day a few prospects are made available via Zoom. We got to go in there, talk to the prospects, and then rattle into the next Zoom and keep it going for about two hours a day. We just Zoom through players. No pun intended. I would expect that that's what Media Week means. That, say, on the first, we'll get five Thunder players available. Then on the second, we'll get five more available. 
then on the third, and so on and so forth, until we get to the fifth and all players are accounted for. That's what I would assume that this means. That's not confirmed or nothing yet, but that's what I assume Media Week is. So December 6th, though, on the 6th, group workouts can begin. You can start to work out as a team on the 6th. And then 11th through 19th, the NBA preseason begins on December 22nd through the March 4th, 2021, the first half of the season. Remember, they're going to release the schedule in halves. So eventually, between now and the what I assume to be the 11th, we will get a first half schedule for the Thunder and for the NBA what they're going to do the first half, that'll be December 22nd through, the, through March 4th. And then they're going to have a March 5th through 10th break. The All-Star break, quote-unquote, but no All-Star game. They'll then release the second half schedule sometime between the All-Star break and then the second half of the NBA season begins March 11th through May 16th. On May 18th through the 21st, the play-in tournaments begin. And remember, the play-in tournaments automatically happen. 7 through seven and 10 play, 8 and 9 play, no matter the game's back situation as of as of what we know right now, it'll be triggered automatically. So you will get play-in tournaments for both conferences, and it'll be 7-10, 8-9. That'll happen on May 18th through the 21st. Once again, the rule to that is, if the higher seed wins one game, it's over. The lower seed needs to win two straight games. So you need to beat the same team twice in a row if you're a lower seed. Now, the playoffs start May 22nd, and they go through July 22nd. And then also of note, the class of 2020 induction into the Basketball Hall of Fame will take place May 13th through the 15th. So that's all the key dates we know right now for the upcoming NBA season. Again, stay locked in to me on Twitter and Lockdown Thunder, a subscriber video you get your podcast from, because I'll have all the coverage for you from Media Week and from whatever content we get out of the training camp in the preseason and the season uh, on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S and on Lockdown Thunder. So subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast from. Coming up, let's talk about the roster projection 2.0. How will this roster shake out? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. And whenever this podcast ends, you can go on over to Locked On NBA and listen in on Mondays as Josh Lloyd, host of the widely popular, the most popular fantasy basketball show, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, takes you around the NBA for major headlines and help with our local experts, including myself. I'm not going to be on Monday's show, but we will be on whenever news breaks about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast from. Locked On NBA is the way to go for national NBA coverage every single day. Josh Lloyd does a great job. And in the coming weeks, next week, you're going to hear from Josh Lloyd on this podcast about fantasy basketball as a little tidbit and a little hint for what's to come for this show. So, Whenever we talk now about the roster projection, I understand there's a lot of moving parts. So the first thing we need to note is that a move has to happen today. It's November 30th. A move has to happen because you can only take in 20 guys to training camp. And even if you exclude the players that the Thunder have not officially traded for until December 8th, 
you're going to take out Al Horford, take out Tail Maldon, take out Jalen Horde. Even if you take out those guys, you're still at 21. So a move has to happen to get you to 20 before the December 1st training camp starts. However, this roster projection, 2.0, is for December 22nd. Not for what I think this roster looks like on December 8th or on the training camp day on Tuesday. This is for the regular season. The roster for the regular season has to be 17 guys if you include the two-way players. And so this first roster we did on, on last Monday's show during the Adams trade episode. So go back and listen to the first roster and see if we've made any changes. But let's just dive into the roster here. So this is roster projection 2.0 for the 2020 2021 Oklahoma City Thunder season. So with the guards, we have Shea, Lou Dort, Teo Maldon, Ty Jerome, Hamadou Diallo. Those are the, the for sure bets, in my opinion. And then you have George Hill with a footnote. We'll get to that in a second. The forwards, you have Darius Baisley, Alexei Pukashevsky, you have Admiral Schofield, you have Josh Hall, you have TJ Leaf, you have Isaiah Roby, you have Justin Jackson, and Trevor Ariza. With the centers, you have Al Horford, Mike Muscala, Moses Brown. Moses Brown and Josh Hall are your two-way players, if you do not know. And so the footnote on, jo- on George Hill is if George Hill is dealt for a pair of seconds, which I think he very well could be before the start of the season, then I would slide in Frank Jackson into his place. So if, if George Hill gets traded, you'll know where I stand if they don't bring in a player with that trade, if they only get back picks then I would slide in Frank Jackson because I think that Frank Jackson is interesting. The Thunder loved him in the draft, promised him in the 2017 draft. So I think that he would survive the the roster crunch in that case and take George Hill's spot. So what are the starters looking like for this team? Well, I have Shea, Dort, Hemadou Diallo, Darius Baisley, and Al Horford if George Hill is traded. If George Hill is not traded, I have Shea, Dort, George Hill, Baisley, Horford. For all of you, well, actually, people, no, George Hill is not a small forward, but it's positionless basketball. Shea will play small forward defensively, but offensively, he'll play the point guard. Lou Dort, number two, and he will guard whoever needs to guard defensively. And then George Hill can guard ones. Uh, Darius Baisley, Al Horford, of course, power forward center. I think that your lock for the starting lineups, to me, have to be Shea, Dort, and Baisley. You need those young guys to get starter minutes and, and, to, and to be a starter role for your team. So lock those in and then play with, uh, of course, Horford's a lock because he's a veteran. And then play with that last spot between him and Diallo, between George Hill, Trevor Ariza, uh, whoever you need to put in there in that final slot. So that's how I would start it out. We'll see what Mark thinks whenever he gets his hands on this roster and we get the starting lineups. So that was today's show. We talked all about the COVID protocols. We talked all about the preseason. We talked all about the roster projections and so much more. On tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about if the Thunder can shock the world again. And we're going to talk about how COVID will impact this season for the NBA. On Wednesday's show, we will do top storylines to follow this season. On Thursday's show, we will be tiering every NBA team. On Friday's show, we'll be buying stock a week into training camp. What players do I like? What players do I not like on this roster? Doing some player profiles and projections and do some over-unders as well. A loaded week of Lockdown Thunder, as every week is. This is the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast from. Leave a five-star iTunes review on Apple Podcasts. And if you have a question, if you have a question inside that review, I will get to it on the show. So be sure to check that out and to do so 
after you're done listening to this podcast. Remember, Locked in NBA is your next stop from here. So be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Thunder. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.